Coming up on Stu Does America, it's finally happened. Joe Biden has revealed who's going to replace him when his aging physical body crumbles into dust like a Thanos snap victim one day. I'm talking, of course, about the VP pick. I'll tell you who it is in just a second. Grant Stinchfield stops by as well to, uh, it's not Grant, by the way, the vice president will not be Grant Stinchfield. He's taken himself out of the running. Uh, by the way, he stops by, though, to stop, uh, discuss the breaking news and tell us why he thinks this VP candidate will continue the Democratic mission of screwing the country into the ground. And if that's not enough, Mediate's John Ziegler joins the fun and adds his two cents to the debate and talks about the possible cancellation of college football. If you're watching for free on YouTube, thanks for being a fan. We uh, always love that. Uh, help us out by getting your friends and family to subscribe and by liking and commenting on our videos like this one right now. Go ahead and do it right now before you forget or I say something that pisses you off. Podcast listeners, your reviews are my favorite thing in the entire world. Thank you. Rate me five stars and give me something snazzy for me to read on the air. It fills a segment for me. I love it. Or just give me a simple, it's great, whatever. I mean, that's totally fine. And for all of you that subscribe to Blaze TV and help pay for this ridiculousness, the biggest thank you of all. If you're not a member of the club yet, go to blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you'll save 10 bucks. You heard my intro uh, tonight. Uh, the world has breathed a sigh of relief as presumptive 2020 presidential nominee Joe Biden has finally selected his running mate. I am so excited to announce that it is. Stu does America. Well, here we are. VP Day. The announcement is here and we're all a tingle to announce that Kamala Harris will be the VP for Joe Biden. Now, I tried to build the drama as hard as I could there, but of course the name of the stupid show tonight is Stu Does Kamala Harris, so it would have been really dumb of you if you didn't figure that out. Kamala Harris is going to be the VP candidate for uh, Joe Biden. It's an interesting choice. We'll get into the details here in just a minute. First, let me take you uh, through how Biden announced it. He said, I have the greatest honor to announce that I've picked Kamala Harris, a fearless fighter for the little guy and one of the country's finest public servants, as my running mate. Back when Kamala was attorney general, she worked closely with Bo, of course, Bo being Joe's son, who's passed away from cancer. I watched as they took on the big banks, lifted up working people and protected women and kids from abuse. I was proud then and I'm proud now to have her as my partner in this campaign. Uh, the Trump campaign had a couple of words as well. A little bit of a different vibe. You may notice this uh, as you go through the statement. Uh, Katrina Pearson released uh, the statement. She says, not long ago, Kamala Harris called Joe Biden a racist and asked for an apology she never received. Clearly, phony Kamala will abandon her own morals as well as try to bury her record as a prosecutor in order to appease the anti-police extremists controlling the Democrat Party. In her failed attempt at running for president, Kamala Harris gleefully embraced the left's radical manifesto, calling for trillions of dollars in new taxes and back Bernie Sanders government takeover of health care. She is proof that Joe Biden is an empty shell being filled with the extreme agenda of the radicals on the left. Joe Biden is no moderate and with uh, Harris at his as his political living will, which is a hell of a framing. I mean, his political living will. He is surrendering control of our nation to the radical mob with promises to raise taxes, cut police funding, kill energy jobs, open our borders and appease socialist dictators. At the ballot box, Americans will resoundingly reject the abysmal failures of Biden-Harris in favor of the America first strength of President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. 
Uh, a little bit of a different vibe. You may have picked that up uh, from the Biden campaign. Biden also released a picture on Instagram saying, like, here, here I am telling Kamala on the TV screen via Zoom that she's going to be vice president. A weird, weird year we are in. Uh, the, <laughs> the framing of political living will is a hell of a framing. Uh, I assume that will continue to, uh, to go on uh, as, we, uh, as we move forward in the campaign. Kamala Harris, so is it a good pick? Is it a bad pick? I mean, it's an expected pick, right? We can all get excited about what an incredible pick this is, what an incredible moment this is. It is very much what pretty much everybody expected. She's been the favorite for a long time. Uh, Susan Rice had a buzz there for a minute. It was interesting to watch the predicted markets today, uh, a a marketplace where you can uh, invest on the outcomes of politics. Some people say gamble. That's wrong. That's a very wrong thing to say, but you can invest on the uh, on what happens in the markets. And what you saw was it was I think it was forty four thirty nine. Kamala and Rice were right up at the top. A bunch of other people trickling in around, you know, in the single digits. And uh, about a half hour before the announcement, I noticed it moved to like sixty nine percent for Kamala. Big move. And then the next time I checked it, it was like ninety eight percent. And the announcement was being made. Uh, you know, you know, there's always insiders who are throwing their money around a little bit in, in markets like that. And it did seem to move beforehand. Uh, I think it's an interesting pick. I, I think it's here's the benefits, right? You have Kamala Harris, who is has she's been vetted. She's been through a campaign. She didn't do great in the campaign, but she did have the ability to cut through a little bit. Um, and that is a, a kind of a something that is not always easy. Uh, at least she can be noticed. She did have her moments in the campaign. Um, you know, she is, uh, I think, a a person who who gives a good face to the campaign. She's going to outshine Joe Biden, which is a little bit of a risk. Uh, she's f- clearly more dynamic than Biden is at this point in his career. You know, a lot of times the media puts uh, the face of sort of this left wing of socialism on someone like AOC. And that's a big favor to Republicans, honestly. Uh, Kamala Harris is a much better face of, of the left. Um, is she too far left to be elected in the United States? I mean, other years, I would have said yes to that. But here we are. It's 2020. Um, you knew she, it had to be a woman. He already eliminated half the population. He eliminated half of the half left because, hey, they're, you know, they're Republicans. So now you're at 25 percent. Then you have to take uh, it has to be a person of color. So really, Joe Biden was looking to eliminate kids. You're probably at like two, the best person in the available two to three pop percent of the population that Joe Biden said was allowed to be picked. It's not a big pool, uh, but Biden picked Kamala Harris because she's already gone through the worst of the vetting already. People kind of know a little bit about Kamala. Uh, She has been able to roll through uh, a lot of bumps and bruises. One of the interesting things about Kamala, though, is she really had two good moments in her campaign. First was her launch, where she had a big speech, big crowd, got a lot of hype going. And then the first debate, she had a a really good debate and, and, and took a pretty clear uh, lead as the uh, anti-Biden. Really, Biden led most of the time, um, but but Kamala became the first alternative uh, as the debates began. And it was largely based on this moment. This is from the debate. You'll probably remember this, Kamala and Joe Biden. It's personal, and it, it was actually very, it was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. Hmm. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. Uh Uh-oh. And 
you know, there was a little girl in California. Oh, who was it? Who was part of the second class I, really, to integrate sure? her public school. What was her name, though? And she was bused to school every day. I don't know her name. And that little girl was me. <gasps> I supported the okay, ERA from the very beginning when Vice I ran President for the Biden, pro- 30 seconds, because I want to bring you know, other people into this. I supported I the ERA from the very beginning. I'm the guy that extended the Voting Rights Act for 25 years. We got to the place where we got 98 out of 98 votes in the United States Senate doing it. I've also argued very strongly that we, in fact, deal with the notion of denying people access to the ballot box. I agree that everybody, once they, in fact, they sh- anyway, my time's up. <laughs> That's the Joe Biden. I've run out of things to say. I'm about to screw up and just flub this. Just stop and say I've run out of time. What's interesting about this is Kamala Harris's best moment of her entire campaign was calling Joe Biden a racist. Does the Biden campaign have knowledge about about this? I mean, was was she right? Is that why they thought, you know, she she was really perceptive there. I mean, she really nailed that whole busing thing. I really am a racist. I should pick her. Uh, I don't know. It's possible. Um, I <laughs> I think it's interesting, too, to see that uh, Biden, uh, excuse me, Kamala, is uh, had that whole uh, affair with Willie Brown. It's an interesting pick in the middle of the Me Too movement, right? Here's a person who has an affair with a superior, uh, and I don't mean superior in that, uh, you know, he was a better because he's a man. I mean it because, you know, he was kind of her boss and he named her to do multiple roles in which she made like $100,000 a long time ago. Uh, it's an interesting spin on the Me Too movement. It's the spin where like the Me Too movement works out for the woman. She actually gets promoted and she has an affair and she has uh, me, me Too. It's I don't know if it's not exactly a hashtag material, but hey, sometimes Me Too option two, it works out for everyone, I guess. And uh, that's kind of what happened with Kamala Harris. Um, that's a bizarre part of it. The law and order thing is interesting, I think, with Kamala. Uh, she is maybe a little bit too law and order, but this is something I said back when this was going on and we were talking about her presidential aspirations. The things that you get bashed in the primary about are the things you put in your own commercials when the general election comes. And that is one of the reasons why Kamala gets this nod, because, yes, she is a quote unquote prosecutor and she was tough on crime. And a lot of people, the AOCs of the world, did not like that. But You know who will like that? The middle of the electorate, the people who are saying, you know, I kind of don't like Trump, but I really don't want to see my my cities burned to the ground. That's Biden is playing to that audience, whether you believe it or not. I mean, you know, I I, that's this is not to say that I think she's good on crime, but she will be able to say, hey, look, I was being bashed by the left. I was we brought in a a prosecutor. Of course, we don't want to defund the police. They're looking for a way out of that argument. It's been a big line of attack for the left, uh, for Republicans. And I think uh, that is kind of their answer to that. Uh, another big positive for Kamala and why uh, she was picked by Biden, she doesn't even try to hide it. She will take big donor money. She's not like Elizabeth Warren who says, oh, well, I want to take small dollar donations. That's not her. She's not Bernie Sanders on this stuff. She's more Pete Buttigieg. She wants to go in there and say, you know what? Give me a bunch of cash. Uh, would you run a, would you run a hedge fund? You run a, a movie studio? 
eh, let, bring the cash in. Let me show up. She's got a big base of California donors, a lot of Hollywood connections. She actually had twice as many uh, former Clinton and Obama bundlers on her team than any other candidate at one point in the race. She is out. She outraised all of the candidates with the big money. Uh, Buttigieg was the only one who was really even competitive uh, with her. So that is kind of one of those things where. It's a weak point for Biden. He was not able to raise money during the primary. He's not good at raising money. What he's good at is, you know, what they would call retail politics, where he's going around and he's sniffing people's hair. Not going to be able to do a lot of that right now. He needs somebody to go out there and raise some cash from big money donors. Kamala, that's that's her game. She's she's really, really good at that. Um, let's see. What else? Um, and we went over that. Uh, this is kind of interesting um, and a very strange one. I think, again, part of the way that they will play toward the middle um, and they will go after uh, there's certain uh, big money donors that that are uh, that will like this position. Uh, Kamala Harris is unlike a lot of the people on the crazy left actually doesn't want Israel to blow up. I know it's crazy. She actually got in trouble for this during the uh, primary. And it's another play to the middle. Someone who would say, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a. Uh, you know, um, a, a BDS uh, person. I, I'm not that person. I want Israel to survive. I'm, you know, I'm not a conservative on it, but I still don't want, I'm not, I don't think they're the enemy. Well, uh, Kamala Harris, oddly in that, let me give you a quote from uh, an article about this. Her support uh, for Israel is central to who she is. Harris campaign communication director told McClatchy, she's a firm, uh, she's firm in her belief that Israel has the right to exist and defend itself, including against rocket attacks from Gaza. You can't even call them attacks in the Democratic Party normally. This is something that they will probably play up as we get closer uh, to the actual end of this. Um, Harris, uh, see if there's anything more. I mean, she's, she, she never did catch fire, though. And that is, I think, the big worry. She doesn't need to catch fire as the vice president. She just needs to not screw it up. And Biden likes, I think, the, her ability to be able to be competent in a debate. She, she, she did have some good moments in the debates. She was never horrifically bad. Uh, in the Democratic debates, she was very low energy a couple of times, especially after that first one. I don't, she kind of had a Romney performance, had a really good first debate and then kind of fell apart after that. Um, we'll see if that holds. I think they like the idea, though, that there's not going to be a lot of surprises here. Kamala's Kamala. People kind of know who she is. She does have plenty of stuff to pick apart. Uh, people on the right will not like her record, but it's not a shocking pick. Uh, here from Joe Biden. Um, let's see if there's anything else I wanted to hit here before we get to the, uh, the one other thing that I think is important uh, that I get to hit here is that uh, this kind of broke last minute as we were preparing the show. We had a great show lined up for you. And I think mentally you need to give me credit for that great show. To be fair, you should think about this and say, think mentally that you saw a fantastic show about some other topic that I'll probably just do another day now. You need to just say, hey, Stu did a great show tonight. And he covered the great news with the, you know, whatever Kamala Harris and college football is falling apart and our civilization is ending. Yeah, he did all that other stuff. But imagine how good the show was that I didn't do for you. You should really give me credit for that. I deserve points for the show that I would have done tonight. And if you don't give me credit for that, you're not American. You're ruining this country. And you might as well take it down the toilet with with Biden and Harris. Think about that. You want that on on your conscience? Is that what you want? I hope not. Back in a second.
If you're trying to sell your home and thinking about a potential Biden-Harris presidency, uh, and you're just like, screw it, I'm going to St. Kitts, uh, you're going to need a real estate agent who's going to come on and make you the type of, uh, make you feel comfortable, make you go through the type of transaction uh, that you really want to go through. And realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go for that. Look, uh, realestateagentsitrust.com should really expand, start doing all sorts of different things. We talked about it, doing the Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, that would be that would make it very easy. Uh, maybe Glenn could even get in. Uh, I don't know if you want to vet a VP. Maybe you could have a vice presidential candidates. I right now that doesn't exist. But real estate agents. I does exist. You can get the best real estate agents in your area. I think maybe the best usage of real estate agents. I I've talked to people um, many, many times in our audience who have used it this way is you're moving across the country. Your business moves. Uh, you know, right now people are in a little bit of a state of flux. A lot of jobs are changing hands. People are moving across the country because they have no choice. Well, you go to a new area, you don't know the real estate agents. You're going to the freaking, going on the internet and searching. You don't have to do that. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. There you can search by the area of vetted real estate agents. Do it now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Get the best. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is one of these days. Just so much breaking news. So many big things happening. John Ziegler, senior columnist from Mediate, joins us. John, uh, we talked about the VP thing. Maybe we can get, have time to get into that. But, I mean, the college football thing is happening as we speak. It, it appears this season is not going to happen. That's the way it looks. Uh, certainly uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have decided that they're out. Uh, the smaller conferences already previously decided that they were out. I would love to know whether or not uh, that uh, happened because of a really stupid decision or because of a sabotage mission, because as soon as the big schools decided they weren't going to play the smaller schools, the smaller schools had no financial incentive to play anymore. Uh, it's really going to be down to the SEC. I think the SEC will be the last to finally pull the plug on this. The, the current conventional wisdom is that they also will cave because they have no one else to play. There's not going to be a legitimate national championship. Uh, but as I wrote in Mediate this afternoon, just before the Kamala Harris story broke, I actually think that there is a really interesting political opportunity in all this for Donald Trump. And I, as you know, I'm a hardcore conservative who has not had any love for Trump at all over these last four years. And I do believe that he is a heavy underdog going into the fourth quarter of this reelection campaign. But I do think it's possible that this college football thing could work in his favor, Stu. Yeah, you, you came on a few months ago and we were talking more. It was a little bit more about the NFL, but generally speaking about football and the idea that if COVID comes in and all this gets canceled, it could really shake up the politics of this country. I don't think people realize how fundamental sports are to people's everyday lives. And you see an opportunity here, potentially with Trump and football, to take a certain position here, which is really an, an interesting one. Well, I may have been wrong about the NFL thing because, uh, you know, I was perceiving that through the prism that our governor here in California, Gavin Newsom, was going to effectively single-handedly shut down the National Football League. <laughs> I don't know whether or not that's going to happen or not. Uh, and I also don't think that in the public perception, the National Football League is considered a liberal institution. It's run by old white males who are rich sure. and perceived as conservative. But that's not the case with academia. And what we have seen here is, to me, uh, you know, there are people who who will poo-poo this as me being, uh, you know, trivializing something very important and, and being delusional about the importance of college football. But, Stu, I think you'll appreciate this. Let's take a look at what just happened here. We have Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, all, by the way, with Democratic governors, 
uh, all with the uh, liberal uh, presidents of their uh, state-run institutions, voting to kill college football. Uh, those are the three states that elected Donald Trump in 2016. Uh, so th this uh, right away, I think, opens an interesting door, especially if, let's say, the SEC decides to play and there are no major problems and they play a season to determine their conference champion and they, I'm sure they would elect themselves the national champion. There are going to be some really ticked off people in those key states because it's going to make those liberals look very bad, very weak, and it's going to create, a, I believe, a clear choice potentially about what kind of America we want to live in going forward. And I also, as I wrote about, and I, this is maybe the most interesting scenario, at least to me, is that Trump has an opportunity here. He's the commander in chief. He can still make sure that Army, Navy, and Air Force play their annual commander in chief series of games. That's three games. And if this is done properly in dramatic fashion, let's say with the two student bodies there, maybe with the president of the United States there, and it goes off without a hitch in front of a massive television audience with huge media coverage, uh, I think that that could theoretically create a symbolic advantage for Trump, again, with the idea that which America do you want to live in going forward? The one that shut down football over nothing, the liberals did that in those three key states, or this commander in chief who showed you via Army, Navy, and Air Force how this thing could be done and done successfully. That's a scenario that we're not there yet, but I think it's got potential for Donald Trump. <laughs> it absolutely screams Trump, doesn't it? I mean, you know, the fact that he can go out, he can save football, he can be there with the military, he loves the military, the symbolism is all there. I mean, it really does scream Donald Trump, doesn't it? That's partially why I wrote the column, Stu, because <laughs> I'm actually spoken to people in his sphere, and everyone's reaction was, oh my gosh, Trump has got to do this, because mm. this has him written all over. I mean, he's, his dream is always to be uh, an NFL owner or an owner of a football team. Here, he would literally own college football. Yeah. He would be the owner. I mean, he would go to these three games in dramatic fashion. Can you imagine? And by the way, you know, we could change the dates of the games to make sure that they were before the election. Uh, but the drama of an Army-Navy game where uh, Trump is on one sideline and at halftime he walks over to the other sideline uh, surrounded by the student bodies of both schools. And by the way, there's another added dimension to this that they would probably, under my scenario, have to move the Army-Navy game out of the key state of Pennsylvania because of their crazy Democratic rules there, further embarrassing Democrats in that state and uh, and potentially helping him there. I mean, there are all sorts of angles here that make it almost too perfect. It really is a great idea. I, I could totally see this one happening, too, especially if the rest of college football uh, gets canceled. Uh, we have about two minutes left here, John. Let's move over to uh, Kamala Harris. The big announcement today, of course, she's going to be the VP nominee. I think you're right as far as where we are in this election. Trump needs things to improve for here or he will lose, uh, but he's still in the game and he could he could make this happen. What does Kamala Harris do for Joe Biden? Well, it's a safe pick. Um, I, I, I am uh, horrified of the idea that she might be the front runner to be president by 2025. And, and any never Trump conservatives who tell you differently are not really conservatives. I, I'm anti-Trump, but I've never lost my conservative mm. principles. And it's it's absolutely amazing, Stu, to watch the media coverage of Kamala Harris 
especially on CNN and MSNBC, it's like this alternative universe where this is somehow not an affirmative action selection, uh, as if she's never come out in favor of slavery reparations, as if she was never 100% wrong on Jesse Smollett in embarrassing fashion. Yeah. Uh, they, they also, I mean, the Willie Brown problem, I mean, my gosh, can you imagine uh, in reverse? I mean, this Willie Brown situation, congratulations to Willie Brown on your future Fox News Channel commentating position because the <laughs> Willie Brown story is really fascinating with regard to Kamala Harris. Uh, it, the, the, the media coverage is delusional of her, and I think it will help Biden in the short run. We'll see how long it lasts and whether she's able to survive. But I think from a purely political perspective, it doesn't hurt Biden, and, and anything that doesn't hurt him at this point is probably going to help him win because he is still heavily the favorite to defeat Donald Trump. Uh, she's your senator, uh, by the way. Of course, you're in California. You've, you've had to deal with her on a more personal basis than maybe the rest of the country. I think part of this, too, is, is she has a relationship to big money. She likes she can raise a lot of cash. What, what are your impressions of, of as you as she's been your senator? What have you learned about her? Well, I, I like I want to like her because she is my senator. Um, I mean, she's not the worst pick Biden could have chosen, mm -hmm. but she is way more liberal than the media is portraying her as. I mean, the idea that someone could be in favor of slavery reparations and be called a moderate now is just Amazing. a perfect example of the moral world in, we, in which we live. But can I mention one other thing about the media coverage yeah, here? Yeah, about 30 and, seconds. And I'm sure this will be misperceived, but I don't care. She's being universally referred to as the first African-American to be on a major ticket. She, if she's an African-American, I'm an African-American. You're an African-American. Her, her mother's from India. Her mm. dad is from Jamaica. She's not an African-American. And African-Americans ought to be, uh, I believe, offended by this notion that she's an African-American. Yet no one will push back on this because of this PC world we live in now. Yeah, yeah. we had a Jamaican caller one time say, hey, like everyone just calls me African-American. I'm Jamaican. I am not African-American. Please stop doing that. We got to leave it there, though, uh, John. John Ziegler from Mediaite, uh, senior columnist there. Make sure you get his column about the football thing. you got to see this whole thing laid out. It really is a brilliant move for Donald Trump. John, thanks for coming on the program. Thanks, Stu. All right, back in a second. Zoe Kravitz is the daughter of Lenny Kravitz. And Lisa Bonet, right? I think. I don't even know. So she had a show apparently uh, called High Fidelity that I think Lisa Bonet was in the original movie, right? Um, I don't know. I don't really understand it. But what I will say is this is something very typical of what's going on in the media right now. They have a, a story. They made it kind of um, uh, they used uh, people of color in many of the acting roles. And it was praised for its progressive uh, vision. Uh, of course, the problem is some shows suck. And they get canceled. So what do you do in that situation if you're a network? If you've been kind of playing this up and saying, oh, well, we're hiring. We're becoming African-Americans. Are you playing all these important roles? And then you cancel the show. What happens? Well, uh, Hulu's finding out what happened. Is, uh, Zoe Kravitz tweeted uh, after, uh, after talking about her show being canceled. She replied to um, someone said, it's cool. At least Hulu has tons of other shows starring women of color we can watch. Oh, wait. This is the problem. I, I, don't, I don't know if this helps in the future, uh, but that is what's uh, going on. And we'll also tell you, um, if you're worried about the future of your country, worry no more. Vladimir Putin has approved a coronavirus vaccine. So we're all set. Everything's going to be fine now. Just inject whatever Vladimir Putin gives you. You just inject it. That's just a quick rule I have. Whenever I see him walk by, I ask him for a needle. I put it in my arm because Vladimir is very, very trustworthy. 
Just remember that in all circumstances. Back in a second. No one ever has small dreams. You dare to dream bigger. You start your bigger future with a degree from Ashford University. Ashford University's online bachelor and master's degree programs allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. And how, is, how important is that? If you're somebody who's trying to fit this into a normal life, it might be overwhelming and seem overwhelming to try to get your degree. Well, Ashford can do this with you. Expert, expert faculty teaches you real-world skills from real-world experience. You can learn from home or wherever you feel comfortable. They offer 60 programs like business administration, healthcare administration, and psychology. You know this country needs more psychologists right now. Your bigger future starts today at Ashford University. There's no fee to apply or standardized, standardized testing required to enroll. Ashford.edu uh, slash stew. That's ashford.edu slash stew. Uh, now look, the slash stew part is important because that's how they know you like this stupid show. And you can watch this stupid show even if you're a smart person who's at college. Ashford.edu slash stew. Ashford.edu slash stew. Not all programs are available in all states. Welcome back to the program. Grant Stinchfield, host of the Saturday Report on Newsmax TV and very familiar face, of course, to Blaze TV viewers. Uh, Grant, it's a big news day today. Oh, man, man, I'm glad to be here with you on a day like today. <laughs> it was a good day to it come. It seems that we were talking. Every day seems to be a big news day now. That is the way it is. There's never, never a shortage of things yeah, to talk about. Never. Today, maybe even more than normal, uh, Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. the VP for Joe Biden's uh, campaign. What are your thoughts? You know, uh, for Joe Biden, it's probably a decent pick for him. Checks a bunch of boxes. Obviously, had to be black, had to be a woman. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that illegal? It should. I guess. It's, it's like. <laughs> What if you're the white guy? I'm going to be a great vice president, yeah. but I'm not allowed to be picked. No, not. I mean, he ruled all men out and he didn't <laughs> I mean, officially rule out all white women. I mean, he did. And Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. And uh, the governor from uh, Michigan he was talking to as well. But I mean, in reality, I think we all knew it was going to be a person of color. Yeah. Well, he, he got it. Uh, he also got a person of color that absolutely hates firearms. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. You know, I'm still a big Second Amendment guy. I got my Newsmax show. We talk about everything, but I'm still a big Second Amendment guy. Sure. And Kamala Harris wants the Second Amendment repealed. She is right in that far left Democratic camp that hates the Second Amendment, that hates the power that it gives people. Um, when you look at what she did in California as a prosecutor, she let felony gun crimes and those criminals slide. And I would urge everybody out there, do not believe this rhetoric that Kamala Harris was so tough on crime. Yes, she was tough on crime when it comes to a liberal views of tough on crime. But this is not a prosecutor who was, you know, uh, out there just throwing everybody behind bars. And and she was the law and order candidate. Yes. Now, the narrative has been to the defund the police crowd. They're not going to like Kamala Harris. Right. Um, And that's probably true, though. Those people don't show up. They certainly don't show up to jobs. I can't believe they're going to show up to polls. Um, I think like the more interesting part of this is that what was negative for her in the primary with some of those crazy left-wing voters will be positive in the general election if the media successfully frames her as a law and order person. But, you know, in the middle of this situation, you're scaring the hell out of a lot of people who say, oh, you're just going to allow these buildings to burn to the ground. Like if they can position Kamala Harris and Joe Biden as the crime bill person and the, the people who put people behind bars when they deserved it, that's a good spin for Democrats now, I think. It is, but... It's not true, but it's a good spin. No, but that's the whole point here. What do Democrats do when they don't have the truth in their favor? 
They make up lies and they make up stories. Mm -hmm. And so they just literally change reality right before your very eyes, change the story to however they want it to fit their narrative to get whoever they want in power, whether it's president or whether it's the dog catcher. They will literally change the narrative and the reality of the story. So, yes, as she goes against President Trump and Joe Biden goes against President Trump and everybody's hungry for get back to law and order and have some sense of safety in this country, they will use Kamala Harris's phony record of being tough on crime and they'll use it to their advantage, which is why it checks the box for for him. But Joe Biden has a real big problem here with Kamala Harris. She's going to overshadow him. Mm -hmm. He can't speak. Kamala Harris is very smart. Mm-hmm. I disagree with her on just about every policy she has. She's a smart lady. She will be out there and she's going to outshine Joe Biden. And I don't know how he takes to that as the campaign goes forward. Yeah, I mean, we started this campaign. I think everybody thought Biden was the favorite going in. He was leading the polls, even though he was slipping. Uh, you know, he had that moment where he fell down. There were a bunch of other candidates that rose to the top. Warren had her little run. Buttigieg had his run. And Kamala Harris had that run. And and. and and looking at that, she obviously has some political talent, right? Like she's able to cut through. And I think you're totally right on this. This is the biggest risk for Biden here in that Biden is so forgettable. You, you almost want someone who's also going to be forgettable. Keep the attention away. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris is, is a figure that can shine a little bit here. It will, um, I think, push Biden into the background. But also she might bring some negative attention that refocuses Republicans who at this point are just looking at this as do I like Trump or not? there's no passion against the Biden campaign yet. Kamala might bring some of that. From One of the things that Joe Biden had going for him is he's not a wildly hated guy, yeah. right? Oh, he's creepy Joe. Oh, he's Looney Tune Joe. He's the guy I'll go have a beer with Joe. Whatever you want to peg him. Nobody really hates Joe Biden. Yeah, right. That's true. People hated Hillary Clinton. Yeah. All right. People <laughs> hate Barack Obama. Yeah. But they, they hated really, Bill Clinton. They hated Bill Clinton. There was absolute despise for the Clinton yeah. family. Joe Biden doesn't really have that. Not like Hillary. Um, I do think Kamala Harris does bring some hate to his campaign. I think there's a lot of people out there that do not like this woman. And it's, from what I'm told, people that know her. Yeah don't really like her. There was definitely some uh, pushback in the Democratic Party against her. And, you know, the left is going to say, oh, well, it's because she's a black woman. It's got nothing to do with that. She, she is just uh, she's a like she's that she's a the type of candidate that if things start going poorly for this campaign, if Biden screws up, if all of a sudden it's a two point race, her people are going to be running to the media like crazy to stab him in the back because that's just the type of person she's always been throughout her entire political career. It's got nothing to do with her race. It's got nothing to do with her gender. It's just her. That's who she is. Clearly, she wants to be president of the United States. Oh, yeah. Clearly. She ran for that office. My problem, another one with her is she's a race baiter. She has taken the Barack Obama page of, of baiting people against each other mm. based off of the color of their skin. And that is not what we need in America today. I want to ask you, I'm not supposed to ask the questions, right? No, no, please. Go ahead. But I'm curious because I have to talk about this on Saturday morning. Does she help the Biden campaign? Is it an is it a is a no story here? It doesn't work one way or the other. You know, mostly VP candidates don't yeah. really make a difference. What do you think? I, well, it's interesting because I think this I think it's from some perspectives safe. Right. Um, people are like, oh, well, she's going to help with the uh, African-American vote. Biden doesn't need any help with that. Right. The African-Americans liked him a lot more than her. That's why she's not the presidential nominee. He doesn't need help in California. He yeah, he doesn't need help in California. The one place I think she really does 
help, though. She can raise money. Mm. She can bring in the cash. She did. It. She raised a lot of money during the campaign. She, you know, is not the type. She's not an AOC where she's going to say, I don't want any of that Wall Street money. She doesn't have any qualms about that. She'll go and have those meetings with those billionaires. She'll rake in the cash. And Biden, who's terrible at that, can go do whatever he does, you know, hide in a closet right. or whatever. Is that how you're reading it? Yeah, I mean, that's a great point about fundraising. And cash is king when it comes to a presidential race. Heck, any race, right, when you're running for office. Um, the, the, the question becomes, how soon does she become president? Two weeks in the convention? When the convention <laughs> is that? Is that when she's announced? When Joe, when when Biden comes down with the Chinese virus and has to step down? Uh, I mean, it's true. You know, it, I think it it says something about the direction here, right? Um, you know, if you she would have picked, if they would have picked Elizabeth Warren, like they would have been making a statement. We need help with the left, and this is where we're going as a party. But Kamala kind of cuts in between here. She's not a, she's certainly not a moderate Democrat. I mean, she's a left Democrat, but she's not Elizabeth Warren. There is a separation there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, her job is to get them into the White House. And after that, she's going to do and spend every single moment, every waking moment of her day planning for the day she takes over and walks in there as the first female president in the United States. That's the risk with her, man. She is much she is not a team player. She is a Kamala player. And that is a big, big separation point. And so to get back to the original question, does she make a difference? A vote for Joe Biden. You are voting for Kamala Harris to be president because I promise you, Joe Biden does not finish four years in office. Certainly not eight, right? Certainly not eight. I mean, hopefully we would unseat him if he if he God forbid he wins. He cannot win. I can't even think. (laughs) I can't. The tone in your face, like your your (sighs) physical uh, posture is changing as you discuss it. I know. But I mean, look. It's this is not an easy road for Trump. I mean, I, I think, you know, we can look at this and be, you know, say, oh, well, Trump is Trump. And like last time he was down by a lot of points and wound up winning. It's all true. But this is not an easy road. I mean, you know, the way this is played out perfectly for Democrats. Certainly they don't wish a pandemic on our country. Right. But you take advantage of the situation that you're in. This has been the perfect thing. If they had to deal with Joe Biden out in front of the cameras every day, gaffing and gaffing and gaffing, this would have been a much harder road and they have not had to deal with that. Can I give you one little personal anecdote if we have time? I've been in Florida and Ohio over the last two weeks. I spent four days in one, four days in the other. I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of support for President Trump. I'm talking to people of color who are driving my Uber car. I talked to a Chinese restaurant owner who calls it the Chinese virus, by the way, in Ohio, outside of Cleveland, says China's bad news. That's the third generation Chinese American, all voting for Trump. I had a harder time. I talked to everybody I could in Ohio and Florida about the election and try to push them in the right direction. I urge everybody out there to do that. There was a lot of support that the media is not telling you about in these mm. states. I mean, I don't think Kamala's a real blip on the difference in this race. I don't think she makes the difference. People are talking about, oh, well, she's going to give Mike Pence a hard time. Pence will be fine. Pence, Pence will be fine. Now, Pence, Pence is a smart guy. Pence isn't a huge winner of a debate, but he's not going to lose very badly either. He's very consistent. He'll do his job. You know, she is she's a little up and down in this debates, as we saw. I don't think she makes the difference in this campaign, but it's still it, it's just played out perfectly. You have a, a, a raging economy that's now, uh, you know, in, you know, in, rec- in wreckage, basically. Right. Will it come back? That's a big key, I think. You know, we've got a couple months here. Is that the key? If, if this if this economy roars back to life and we see three quarters of the people who lost their job are back at work and, and they're going the right direction by uh, October, November. Is that going to be the difference? We're already seeing job numbers come yeah. back. And, and they were they were greater than expected last week's job numbers by four hundred thousand. Certainly people vote with their pocketbooks. And when you're in a good sh- when you're in good shape, 
you will vote with your pocketbook. And I think it certainly will have a huge effect if we keep moving in this direction. A vaccine is going to be the other key. No matter what you think about vaccines, yeah, yeah. positive or negative, it doesn't matter. A vaccine is key. You get a vaccine and all of a sudden this thing goes away, even if it doesn't go away, but in people's minds it goes away. That's another huge thing for President Trump. Yeah, and it's funny we're seeing now reports of Democrats who are normally not anti-vaccine. We're looking at this and saying, now I'm against the vaccine because Donald Trump is involved in it. I, this is a bizarre country right now. I, I don't Stu, if you did everything you could do, you made a list to ruin a city or ruin a country. The Democrats have done everything on that list. Defund the police shut down the economy. The list goes on. They've done everything on the list for one reason and one reason only to hurt President Trump. They don't give a damn about all of us. All they want is power in the White House. So now <laughs> all these people pro vaccines are now anti vaccines. Go figure because <laughs> it helps President Trump. It is. It is crazy. Um, so what do, you, uh, what do you think is going to what are the next few weeks in a, a play out as what do you think? <sighs> you think Trump uh, it, it, the sort of standard, I think, conservative view of this, which is, you know, a, a relatively optimistic view is, yes, it's been a tough time in the polls and all that. But you kind of ignore that for now. We've been dealing with a pandemic. No one's really in election mode at some point. You know, late September, there's going to be debates that are starting. Right. Everyone's going to be focused on them. Biden's going to look terrible. Trump's going to kill him in these debates. And it's going to switch the whole thing around. Is that where you are mentally right now? I cannot wait for these debates. I really think they're going to have a huge effect. And that's another thing, again, unless big yes, debates typically hadn't had a huge effect on elections. Yeah, that's true. Um, but these debates, I just, I almost feel sorry for Joe Biden having to go up against this. It's like going into a meat grinder. He's going to get chewed up and spit out. Yeah, because I mean, I've never been a huge, never, I've never thought Biden was a dynamic politician. No. However, we, we showed a clip of him back in 2008 against Palin. And Palin was an interesting, it's a tough one to debate, right? Palin comes out of nowhere. People are not familiar with her style. Right. You don't want to be the older white guy beating up on the first female VP, right. potentially. Uh, he had to play, a, he had to walk a really gentle line there. And he walked it pretty well. Mm -hmm. 2012. The first debate happens with Romney, and Romney crushes Obama in that first debate. Mm -hmm. They're going to the second. The Obama campaign's reeling. Here's Joe Biden who just step up and just talk over Paul Ryan, the exact opposite person, right? Mm -hmm. He talks over Paul Ryan the entire debate. He, he just puts basically almost like a physical dominance over over Paul Ryan and and, you know, by most uh, you know recollection wins that debate, even though he was wrong on basically every point. Um, this is a third different. This is a totally different thing. I don't, I, Biden has never really had to deal with this type of persona in one of these debates. I, I'm not saying this to be funny. I, I think Joe Biden's age, and there is an issue there with his yeah. mind. This is not the same Joe Biden that you're talking about over those years. Yeah. This is a different guy who really, really struggles from a cognitive reason and, and perspective to get words out, to come up and formulate thoughts. It's it's not the same guy. No. This is really a wounded deer right now. Uh, last thing, it looks like this uh, football, uh, college football going away. I mean, two conferences already canceled. Yeah. What's your feeling? I think America has officially been wussified. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, my, my, we're in Texas. Yeah. All right. And I love this state. My 11 year old can play peewee football, but Division One college football can't go forward. <laughs> Come on.
What a- uh, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to argue with that one. Uh, it's ridiculous. It really is. Uh, Grant Stinchfield, host of Newsmax TV, this Saturday report. Also, we want to make sure people fo- follow all the stuff that you're doing. What's the best place to get updates on, on everything that's going well, on? Well, Stinchfield1776 on Twitter. Okay. That's and it's the same address on Instagram too. Stinchfield1776. Okay, make sure to follow Grant uh, and follow everything that's going on. Uh, also, make sure to check the news and why it matters. He's Grant comes on uh, as often as he can. Uh, it's Blaze TV. Of course, go to blazetv.com/stew. Use the promo code Stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you'll save 10 bucks back in a second a new ap report has found in new york the same stuff we've been talking about for months that andrew cuomo is awful.com and chris cuomo is worse.com either one you can get your t-shirts your mugs your masks you got to do it and don't forget your nancy pelosi sucks pen we will talk to you tomorrow